you jackass. Welcome to the Jackass Critics Podcast. With your hosts, Tom and Matt. Hello and welcome to the Jackass Critics Podcast. I am your host Tom and I am joined as always by my good friend from way back in the day, Matt. How you doing, my buddy? Good evening, Thomas. Uh, we're back with our summer blockbuster. We're going to make this an mm-hmm. annual tradition. <laughs> Not careful. And I yeah, mean like careful. one podcast a year, obviously, is our tradition we need to stand Yeah, which is fine. I'm not going to make any promises this time around about keeping it up. Yeah. Any promises about uh, doing better and, and hoping that people listen to the next time, which is going to be, you know, two years from now. <laughs> We're just going to keep going at our own pace and have fun with it. We are going to have right? fun with it. And we've gotten good responses from the summer box office thing. I think everybody likes the idea of looking at the summer and making predictions of what's going to be big, what's going to be a flop. It's fun. That's right, Broy Lawrence. We are doing what we love to do. There's the Just bro. talking about movies. There it is. I was I afraid you of, forgot. I I had it queued up. Right. Brought it out a little bit late. Yeah, yeah. The old Statue of Liberty play. <laughs> exactly. Make me wait for it. And there you go. Doug Flutie's, right. you know, handing it off. Yeah, you were already backing up into the end zone, and here <laughs> I am handing off to the end around guy. Anyway, what we are doing today is a little something we like to call the box office draft, or the box office challenge, or whatever you and the audience want to call it. Matt and I will go through sports drafting style, picking movies that are aimed for the box office from now, which is uh, 528, March 28th, until the uh, Labor Day weekend, box office weekend, which will be September 6th. So the winner is the person who puts together the five films that gross the most at the box office domestically. And the loser is the guy who comes in second place and... Per the rules, yes. the loser must supply the winner with 12 finely crafted bottle beers. Yummy. And one Blu-ray. Now, a uh, discerning listener may note that this is, uh, in fact, our third annual event, which is pretty exciting, a nice little tradition. Yes. And uh, as we'll get into the results from last year, the shortened version is that Tom has consistently dominated his performance here, um, winning both years handily. Uh, Let's dive into last year. Let's bring that up. All right. So last year, the table was really set for me. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, we did. Similar to this year, we did start a little late. So last year, we missed out on the Avengers sweepstakes. Uh, This year, we're getting started a little late, and we're going to miss out on Iron Man 3. So at least we're nothing if not consistent. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you had the first pick overall with the other biggie still on the table. Yeah, which is Dark Knight Rises. That made over $400 million, and no other movie that summer came close. Man. Um, and we both picked two stinkers that year. That's my boy for me, The Watch for you. <laughs> yeah. And maybe such a mistake will be repeated again this year. This is true. Now, do you foresee a $450 million-ish movie this summer? Because I don't think a movie's going to hit that. Yeah, I didn't predict any movie to hit that much Curious. this year. Yeah. I'm not even sure I picked... Dark uh, Dark Knight Rises to pick, hit that much last yeah. year. It was the third in the trilogy, and usually those come out a little bit weaker than the ones before. 
but boy, it came out strong. <laughs> that was a really a juggernaut for you, and that definitely set the table. Uh, you know, the rest of them were pretty even, but uh, yes. that was a good first pick for sure. Yeah, and I will say that the previous year was extremely close. Right? And so I won, yeah. I won the 2012 challenge, and I just barely eked out the 2011 challenge. I had my own personal Waterloo moment there in the 2011, as faithful listeners may recall the phrase, going Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You gone and pooed it, is what exactly. you did. You can go ahead and make a thousand different combinations of pooing myself. I got pooed. Yeah. I made a poopy error. Pooey judgment. You pooed yourself. I, I thought that was going to be a big, a decent-sized hit, and it, in fact, was... It wasn't even an art film. I, I <laughs> It was terrible. It was a bad year. That definitely well, sunk me. It was kind of an art film. I mean, there were drawings. <laughs> right? So, that's... My daughter would consider that art, so... Well, you stay away from the art films this summer and just leave them all to me then, Thomas. Will do. Will right. do. I'll see, I'll, I'll see how I can handle that. And yeah, the big movie we both missed out on last year, we were both obviously going for one comedy, as I said before. Yeah. And we both left Ted there, sitting on the table. We weren't exactly sure how the Seth MacFarlane jokes would play out yeah. in the theater, you know, how big is Family Guy with the teddy bear going to be in a movie theater, ended up making $200 million. It would have fit in nicely as a number three pick for either one of us. I I saw it in the theater, and I actually own it. I, I thought it was a very funny movie, but it's people that I talk to are still really hesitant about seeing it. You know, oh, I don't want to see a teddy bear movie, a typical complaint. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I don't like Family Guy style humor, which, you know, I, I can understand. It's maybe a, a bit... Long in the tooth at this point, mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely did real good last year. Funny movie, yeah, yeah. Seth MacFarlane's humor uh, definitely. <laughs> um, it seems to be an '80s-centric pop culture type referential humor, indeed. Uh, and it's very, uh, <laughs> very gritty, very brash. Yeah, uh, <laughs> lots of people love it. Lots of people hate it for sure. Yeah. And my wife even will watch parts of Family Guy with me, but when it comes to Stewie pounding the blood out of somebody's face, <laughs> that's about the time when she asked me to turn it off. Check, please. Yeah. Yeah, it gets a little bit rough at that point. Exactly. Very understandable. So anyway, as I said before, we are um, picking movies starting this week, but we're actually picking movies that have even begun last week, so we do have an idea for what some of these movies have made already, at least three potential movies that you or I could pick. Sure. I'm not going to say what they are right now. That's that good may actually come out as as we uh, start along the path. I mean, the order you, you would say them would be psychological warfare, basically. I mean, the, the gaming has already begun, obviously, in our discussions today. Right. I you mean, know. I could start with Before Midnight, and you would say first pick. Right? Yeah, exactly. I would I would blink, and I would take the bait like a banjo minnow with a hungry bass. I would just right. jump all over that. So we're not going to play those games and, and say certain movies that made a lot of money or anything like that. No, of course not. I'd be gaming it. <laughs> All right, so Matt, shall yes, we begin? Thomas, let's let's get this ball rolling. As winner of last year's challenge, yep. uh, I I do bestow upon myself the first pick. Absolutely, it's going to only make it sweeter when I finally win one of these from second place. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that may be cases and cases of beer from now, but I'm going to make it happen. I mean, there is the overwhelming guilt that you are laying upon me by accepting 36 bottles of beer solely from you. Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you think that makes me feel, Matt? I mean, I'm trying to... <sighs> Potentially buzzed. Uh, yeah. It's going to make you feel really good. I'm going to really start good. buying some Miller Lite or some Miller uh, 
stock, though, because obviously the debt is just growing <laughs> faster and faster. I might as well profit off my own demise here. Yeah, the Empire is going to see a little bit of a bump when we're done here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I am ready to uh, hear your first pick. I mean, this could be, you know, the first, you know, step in your downfall. So I'm, I'm eager to get it started. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, oh hold on a second. All right. Oh, Let me see the this, see what I mean, listeners. My games. He knows what the pick is. He's just saying, hold on for a minute. Is this yeah. is this mind changing? Of course not. I have to make some some last minute checks here. Are you petting sure. Are you petting a bald cat right now while you're trying to decide? I'm calling up Matt Millen to see if he wants to trade down or trade <laughs> up rather. <laughs> that so. would mean I would have certain victory, which I would love to yeah. hear. Okay, so I am going to make the first pick: Man of Steel. Huh. All right. Wait, wait. <laughs> you say that like he came out of left field. Whoa, I whoa. <laughs> I was not expecting Man of Steel, I, I will say. Are you kidding me? Now, obviously I had a theory last year that superhero movies were becoming a bit out of fashion. Um, but I, I, I did not project that as being the biggest one of the summer. Though I'm looking forward to it myself personally, out of all the movies that I made note of. I think it okay. sounds kind of neat. Okay, so the reasons I picked Man of Please. Steel... Um, yeah, let me go through this for a little bit here. Uh, so Man of Steel um, is 143 minutes. Uh, it does come out in a couple weeks in June, so there's obviously a lot of time for this puppy to develop. Sure. Um, it's a comic book movie. What can I say? It's one of the biggest comic book characters of all time, right? Superman has right. been around in film at least the silver screen film since the 80s. Before that, it's been around on television. So I think there's going to be a lot of people interested in it. Huge character, the part, yeah. The part that really scares me about this, though, All is... Right. Yeah, this is what I want to hear. This is what you want to hear. The chinks in the armor. I have no idea who Henry Cavill is. True. Cavill? Cavill? Yeah. I, I don't know. I do know who Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Kevin Costner, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, and Russell Crowe are, and they're all in the movie. Yeah, pretty good. It's produced by Christopher Nolan, who has had some DC Comics success, shall we say? His nickname is Money, probably around the Warner Brothers offices. Yeah, exactly. Cash money with with everything he's done for Batman. He can do any sort of dark, you know, characters or purely exposition films he wants after this, right? He can do illusionist or sorry, <laughs> the Prestige two through seven now. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, so the last Superman Returns. Yeah. What do you think that made back in two thousand six? So this is with Spacey and uh, Brendan Ruth or whatever that gentleman. Sure, I don't was. even know who played Superman in that. Uh, one. I think that one did all right and made, though it was fairly poorly reviewed. I'm going to say it made one hundred and forty million dollars. Made two hundred million dollars. That's a good call. I don't even know who directed it. Yeah. Was it? Uh, it was Brian Singer? Singer. Yeah, it was Brian Singer. But anyway, <laughs> it's interesting that that's generally, you know, mentally I consider that kind of a flop to some degree. But with so that that in mind, you would think Man of Steel would easily be two fifty plus. I would assume, and I imagine you did project out some sort of numbers there. I projected out three hundred and fifty. Wow! That if it yeah. hits that, that would definitely be first place. I would predict. Yeah, and um, Zack Snyder's the director. He has done 300 Watchmen, and then he's done a number of other movies that haven't made a whole lot of money at all. <laughs> See, now that's that was one of the things that 
that popped in my mind is Zack Snyder knows how to make a big budget movie. That that much is obvious. But he's made big budget movies that have done really well and big budget movies that have done fairly poorly. Right. Um, so obviously you see Legend of the Guardians, uh, the Owls of Gaul. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not going to see it. But you see Man of Steel with the big Superman emblem. Yes. And, you know, your average Joe moviegoer, you're thinking, okay, here's my next comic book movie to see. Yeah. And frankly, right, these movies make money hand over fist. I forgot how many we picked in the last two years, but even after we bypassed Iron Man this year and the Avengers last year, there's still movies like Spider-Man, X-Men, and Batman that are just making tons of money. So I feel like it's a pretty safe pick, and I feel like it can probably get me $300 You know, when we think about it, you really, I guess we would have to consider the 10s to be the decade of of the superhero movie. I mean, it, it definitely is much more prevalent than and yeah. decades pass, and every year that we talk about it, we have two or three movies that have superheroes involved. It's uh... Yeah, I remember writing about this on Jackass Critics in our little columns that yeah. we used to write here and there, and uh, gosh, it must have been back in like 04, 05, I started predicting based on the movies that were coming out. Yeah. How many of them were based on comic books and how it kept growing and growing, and that was like the new summer blockbuster kick. Yeah. It's comic books. So anyway, there's my pick. Anything else you want to say about Man of Steel before we move on to um, your next pick? No, we've belabored the point. I think we've added a lot of color to the Man of Steel. We'll we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. I'm I'm hoping, obviously, for less than 350, both from a self-preservation standpoint as well as just uh, proving me correct. Because so, I do not think that it's going to be the biggest movie of the summer. Ooh, okay. So now is the time when you, Jackass Matt, yeah. would tell me what you think the biggest movie this summer is going to be. I half think you left this on a table so that you could actually hear what it sounds like when I lose some dignity. Because I'm about to say words that will cause pain. And I'm sure you're smiling already thinking about this. Winnie the Pooh 2, Revenge of Eeyore. (laughs) Am I just throwing the towel already? Oh, yeah. I love the way you talk yourself through this. This Yes. More than I I bargained for. So, I am going to take advantage uh, of a movie that has already been released. Wow, you're pulling the trigger this quickly. I'm putting all the chips in with uh, Fast and the Furious 6. Boy, this reaction's making me a little bit disturbed. I'm not gonna lie. No, no. I mean, let's let's put it this way: you you've already got one week in the bank. Yeah. 118 million. So you're talking about getting a 200 million dollar movie easily by the second week, pretty much. Yeah. Possibly more. Um. Yeah, Fast and the Furious Six. Uh, it's a phenomenon. I I I hate to. I, what? The? You know, it, it it is what it is. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean it's getting it's getting the 3D money. It's getting the the stupid seat that moves around money. Those tickets are like twenty bucks here a piece. I mean even the average ticket cost. And I don't know if that all goes back to the uh, you know the production house, but man, it's it's a big movie. Yeah, every year it seems like um, the movie going or at least the megaplex movie going experience is turning more and more into Universal Studios. Yeah. Yeah, you just know? <laughs> a miniature version, that's true. Right, I mean, you're talking about moving seat. Pretty soon you're going to be going to Fast and Furious. You're going to have, like, a steering wheel in front of you. Indeed, smell vision and, and everything. Yeah, you're going to smell the nitrous or whatever 
pops up out of their car. I forget <laughs> what Vin Diesel talks about. Yeah. I, I the NAS. That's what I'm thinking of. Don't go, go talking trash about Vin Diesel. I just took you know all my dreams to his wagon. So I, yeah. I don't need you tearing down Vintastic. I mean, you, you could essentially be picking five Vin Diesel movies <laughs> in this draft. I'm, I'm thinking, right? <laughs> That's you have true. it lined up that way. I'm, I'm, I'm. The stars are aligning in my favor, obviously. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say about Fast and Furious. I, I didn't look into it too much. I um, figured it might be hanging around there. I... Where, where did you have it ranked on your uh, scale before? It, to be honest with you, let's see. Um, I did have it. I had it up there. I, I would yeah. say it was at least easily in the top five, if not top three. All right. All right. So um, if it was sitting there for me at the fifth pick. Yeah probably would have snatched it up. Although there's a couple other movies I'm thinking could come out swinging for the fences. Okay. So. All right. All right, well, Thomas. Yeah, I, I had a lot more to say about Man of Steel than I do about Fast 6, I will admit. So Yeah, you know, I feel it's already out there. I'm already kind of tapped about my yeah. witty conversation. Okay, so um, my to, turn. Back number to three. Thomas's court. Yes, please. Wow. Matt, I am... I am stealing eggs out of your Easter basket right. with this next pick. It's mind games. All right. Yeah, totally mind games. So do you know where I'm going with this pick? Do you have any idea? I, I do not. I okay. suspect you're going... If I had to guess, nope. I would say you're probably going kids. There's there's yes. always a huge kids movie, and, I mean, you gotta you got to take, take those while you can. Okay, so the first Despicable Me yes. made $250 million at the box office. Yep. The sequel is coming out on July 3rd, so the 4th of July weekend, which is notoriously a big weekend for movies to come out, right? For sure. People are just, you know, they got maybe a, a three-day weekend or pretty close to that. They're using one of those days to go to the movies. The kids are out of school. So what are you going to do? You're going to take them to Despicable Me 2. It is. Yeah. Which is my pick. Right. I don't have too much to say about it, yeah. but... It's just going to be a pure money maker if it makes as much as it made the first time around, which is very possible. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty million. I think that's probably close to what uh, you're probably going to end up with with your last pick. Wow. All right. Right. I. That's kind of what I'm projecting it at is two hundred and fifty. Yeah. You know what gave me pause, and I will, I will negate what I'm going to say with my pick here in a moment. What gave me pause is this, the original Despicable Me came out, I think, in 2010, and it seems to me to be a long period of time between the sequel. Um, kids that were, you know, in, in the Despicable Me wheelhouse three years ago, mm-hmm. I suspect they're going to be more interested in, you know, Hunger Games type material now, really. And I don't know if if they're going to get a, a fresh batch of kids that want to go in and see Despicable Me too. As, oh yeah, they will. It's a winning formula, the, right? The marketing machine will push it down their throat, and they'll want to see yeah. it regardless. Yeah, I mean, at Universal, they've got a Despicable Me ride now. So, I mean, there's Despicable Me all over the place. Kids know about it. There's a huge line to get in there, probably half as long as Harry Potter. Yeah. But we don't have a Harry Potter movie this year, thank uh, God. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's past us for, for now. Um, yeah, yeah I, I certainly had that one ranked, but I did... Uh, I went with the other big kids franchise myself. Higher, but Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. We'll, we'll save that for a moment. So you're feeling good about this pickle me me too, eh? Two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm feeling pretty good about it. That uh, is a that is a sweet slot for uh the summertime for sure. That fourth of July yeah. weekend. 
you're getting four or five days really for that that weekend compared to most weekends. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so, uh, uh, July third. I can't even remember what it was up against, but it seemed like this was the big one. Yeah, I got Lone Ranger opening that weekend, but I I don't think that's gonna Lone Ranger. There we go. That's another one. I don't know. Yeah, how Universal that was do puts great. this one out. It's rated PG. Yeah. Steve Carell, Kristen Wiig, Al Pacino, Russell Brand, no. Steve Coogan. Al Pacino. Putting their voices out there. Al Pacino. Come on, the guy's voice is made for a cartoon. That's true. If there's less of his, his poofy hair and whatnot in film, maybe the better at this point. Mm-hmm baggy suit that he wears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright, find your new home, Al. Go home, Al. Yeah, he's yeah. doing alright for himself. Okay, so hard. Despicable Me. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you have the fourth pick. You are on the clock. Like yourself, I, I decided to go uh, kids as well. I mean, the, there's a guarantee that it's every year it's going to be, uh, you know, the, a lot of the top ten is going to be kids movies. There's just apparently a lot of kids. I, I can either confirm or deny that. <laughs> and uh, they want to go out and see movies quite a bit and eat sugary snacks and whatnot. Okay. Um, so negating the previous point I said, after many, many years off, uh, our friends at, at Disney Pixar are releasing a new Monsters, Inc. movie called Monsters University, I believe. Does that wow. come out this summer? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, hopefully I didn't just whip on that. Um, <laughs> but again, you've got... I know they're doing it in 3D and all that sort of good stuff. Big money. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you get the Disney machine behind it, I mean, is there a better marketing machine? I mean, obviously they're going to sell more Big Macs and, and uh, kids' bedspreads with Monsters University than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. As we learned from the Cars uh, numbers, I remember last year, they, the Cars merchandise sold ten times more than the box office receipts. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's a Pixar film, right? So yep. the Pixar brand is going to be... You know, making money hand over fist off these types of movies. And, you know, I think a lot of adults still like the humor. I I have seen Despicable Me 1 somehow. I did even see that in the theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was definitely not as universal in terms of the humor as a a Pixar movie tends to be. Um, You know, some would say that the the mystique has maybe gone a little bit from uh, some later Pixar offerings, but I suspect this could be good. Yeah, I mean, you look at you look at this. It's it's Pixar. It's the Monsters brand. Um, the first one made two hundred and fifty million, right? So sounds good. It it sounds like you're probably going to be <laughs> in the same wheelhouse. And and that was uh, back in two thousand one, right? Yeah. Since then, we've got people like sorry, not people. We have movies like Toy Story uh, three in two thousand ten, which made yeah. four hundred plus. Wow. See, I uh, think this could be bigger than Toy Story. Even I, I I do think this could be. I expect I had this ranked higher than than uh, Despicable Me. Yeah, I feel like there's probably that's interesting. You had it higher. Um, I'd probably put them about the same. You know, it's funny. I didn't even have this on on my list because in uh, the time I was doing research, I thought Monsters University was going to be a horror film. <laughs> so you so, skip right over that one. Yeah, I'll just have another drink for that. <laughs> well, you probably would not have changed your pick. I mean, you were believing, and and Steve Carell has. Uh, He's likable. But what do I say every year, Matt? Never bet against Pixar. Never bet against Pixar. Am I right or am I right? You have mentioned that, yes. Yeah. And you just bet against Pixar. I'm making the motion I'm making the motion right now with that cutting motion around the neck. Oh no, you're not making that motion. My cats are looking funny at me. Stop it. That's right. Stop it. 
All right, okay. I feel good about that now. Now I now I'm feeling better yet. Yeah, are you going to feel better when I'm totally destroying this next pick? I'm ready for you to slam it down like Charles Barkley slamming a whopper. Okay. Let me just say number 5 overall. Oh god. Tom's third pick. The more I look at this pick, the more I'm thinking this is a bad decision. So I'm really tossed, tossing between <laughs> two picks here. Uh, well, do we have like a, a stop clock that I have to beat before Minnesota goes up and takes my pick? Absolutely not. And oh, when in boy. doubt, I would prefer that you lose some of your dignity when you make this pick. If like that's, one of them is less dignified, that's the one I want you to go with. Perfect. Okay, you just made the choice for me. Okay, I hope you're going to say what I hope you're going to say. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> say it. Planes. That's, yeah. that's a good pick. Yeah, it's like cars, but yeah. with planes. Yeah, you know, that that went from on my peripheral list to number 10 to number 6. And I didn't even study this stuff very much over yeah. th- the course of the day today. Um, so I look at this movie and I just see cars, but with wings and propellers. Yep. So I'm thinking the same kids who saw cars are going to see this. Cars made 240, cars 2 made 190. So I'm thinking this one's going to make $200 million. Yeah. And it's it's Disney. It's, uh... Oh. But the best part is, Matt. Yeah. Voice of Val Kilmer. Oh. So you Jackass Critic's s- favorite. Yeah, you won't even see how fat he is. This is awesome. Yeah, I know. You just... You hear his pipes. He's <laughs> out there. Those golden pipes. Those golden pipes of Val Kilmer. And you know the golden locks are attached. Yeah. Now, I read the wiki page for, for this one during my research, because it definitely piqued my interest more than a lot of these I didn't even research beyond the titles and the basic information yeah. of trailers and stuff. Yeah. But it sounded like it started out as a direct-to-video, and it got promoted all the way up into a summer, you know, quote-unquote blockbuster movie. And frankly, I, I don't think it matters. You know, I think uh, it's going to Just based do, on the audience? Just based on the audience, you know, you can have a great script for a direct-to-video film. It doesn't require anything. And I, I suspect, you know, the Disney Pixar folks are going to have a good one. So, uh, you know, I, I for some movies I would give great caution to reading that, that sort of tale. You know, if World War Z started out as a, you know, small little thing and all of a sudden it got promoted to be in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. reason for concern. But uh, with planes, I think that could work out just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's coming out from Disney. It's coming out still at the the end of summer. Uh, it's August ninth, so yeah, yeah. still got some time for it to make its money. But I do feel like there is uh, a slight potential for this thing to poo. Yeah. Nice. You know, it, oh, that that was a callback. Yeah, it, it's a callback. <laughs> they call it the show business. So. I guarantee it will make there, it'll make more than poo in its first weekend. I mean, it, it has I to think be. So. It's it's it, in the middle of it's like in Augustish, right? It depends how much it gets promoted. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's there's all sorts of horrible uh, movies that have come out in this sort of genre and this sort of style. They had that Little Red Riding Hood right. movie series that came out that was just clearly awful, but they pushed it out in the bo- into the box office and. You know, I made some sort of money, but, yeah. you know, for the third pick, I could be leaving some no, I think you're, you're $200 doing all right. million dollar films on the table here. I'm bumping mind. it up in my mind more and more. Okay. I, I think it's I think it's worth them to overspend on the marketing, just because if, 
you know, if they can get it to be a hundred or hundred fifty million dollar movie in the theater, uh, or two hundred million dollar, yeah. as we learned last year, that translates into lots of bed sheets and kids' backpacks and lunch boxes. That's right. I mean, I think they'd be happy. You know, the loaded costs of the production and the marketing taking a loss. Who cares? Yeah, Push it out I mean, and get as many kids' eyeballs on it. Sure, I'm picturing diapers with. Dusty the crop duster plane on the back, <laughs> on the tail end there. If those were trunk aligned, you could have a real good seller. Something for the kids and for the adults. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so the synopsis on IMDb for planes. Dusty is a crop dusting plane who dreams of competing oh. in a famous aerial race. The problem, he is hopelessly afraid of heights. With the support of his mentor Skipper and a host of new friends, Dusty sets off to make his dreams come true. If that doesn't sound like a winner. I, I thought you were making an actual crop dusting joke. No, he really is Dusty the crop duster. So, putting that on a kid's diaper. That's funny. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Man, we're right. we're turning over Benjamins on this one. <laughs> uh, I guess that's a... I, I would question that at the development stage, but I guess it's flown the coop at this point. There's there a, you go. So, Matt, dusting. that was number five. You yeah. own the next pick. I do. Are you going to go where I think you're going to go? Wow. They're mind yeah. games again. You know, yeah. I've got... Some I want to turn the mind games you were playing on me yeah. back to you. That's true. I don't like the taste. It's bitter. Yeah. I've got, you know, where do we go from here? Do we go... I mean, we both swung a mist at the adult comedy last year. The adult R-rated mm-hmm. comedy. Um, which it makes me hesitant. I've got a couple more ideas for kids' movies, and then I've got the popcorn flicks. And those are the, basically the three main genres that I see that are ripe for plucking. I do have five more movies on my list that I put in that $150 million zone. Some yeah. of them might do more, some might do less. It's a prediction at this point. It is. They're all pretty similar, I would say, in general. But I don't want to, yeah. you know... I don't Won't feel good about this. And the worst part is, uh, this I'm gonna make. I've decided on a pick, and it's gonna mean that two out of the three movies uh, are just embarrassing movies for me to pick. But here we go. <laughs> I- I'm going to pick the Adam Sandler monstrosity, Grown Ups Two, to just dominate the box office this summer. Oh God! It's gonna dominate. Now I know you know how much Grown Ups One made, and I I know it yes. was a lot. One hundred and sixty million. I, I think we're gonna. I wrote WTF question mark after I put that <laughs> in my notes. By the way, that's that's the cable guy crowd for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think they could do more. I think it could do more than that. More? I Are think you it could do more. Me? I I'm, I'm honestly expecting it to do more than the original. Hmm. I'm um, convinced, but something something has to has to fill the summer comedy. It's not going to be Hangover, I predict. Not to not to sway your decision. If you want to pick Hangover three, I think you should. Yeah, of course I should. Maybe so. Okay, the grown ups. Um, Adam Sandler slash Dennis Dugan. I don't know if you know who Dennis Dugan is. Maybe it's pronounced Duggan. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. He is the director. He's directed. So many Adam Sandler films, I want to throw up. Uh, the last two ones made $74 million, that'd be Jack and Jill, and then $103 million, just go with it. Uh, he also did the Zohan movie and Chuck and Larry. Uh, <laughs> but as we mentioned here, Grown Ups 2 made $160 million. That was back, what, two or three years ago? Yeah. 
it's possible. I mean, the last two, I just wonder how much longer Sandler can keep cashing in on uh, Infinitely. the movies he makes. But it seems like there's a clear drop-off, 160 to 103 to 74. I had this one scoped out at about $110 million, yeah. thinking, okay, well, based on the last one, they got a lot of people in this, including David Spade, Chris Rock, and Indeed. Kevin James. Yeah. Maybe they can reel it in and, and grab a few more dollars while they're out there. But let's keep in mind, out. Jack and Jill universally laughed at $74 million. Come on. Yeah, people were making... Uh, they were making uh, trailers for this based on... Scene from Hardcore where the guy's watching a porno with his own daughter in it and grimacing, <laughs> right? That's how bad Jack and Jill was before it even came out. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so. I, I don't know where else to put my adult comedy money, and that's that was my choice. That's true. I will say that the adult comedies, and this is the case every year. We yeah. both swung and missed last year. Exactly. We hit exactly. $36 million bombs when Ted was sitting there right forth. Who could have just squeezed that cuddly little teddy bear stuffings out of him and yeah. put him on our list? Certain victory. Certain victory. Certain victory. If you yes. had Ted on your team. That's right. Um, <sighs> there is one movie I did have above this, and we may get into that later. Right. I don't know if it's going to come to the point where I pick it. Probably not, based on what's still on the board. Good. All right. On my list. But, uh,. Grown Ups 2, I don't even know what's going on in this movie. IMDb says, after moving his family back to his hometown to be with his friends and their kids, Adam Sandler's character finds out that between old buddies, new bullies, schizo bus drivers, drunk cops on skis, and 400 costume party crashers, sometimes crazy follows you. Does that sound like a movie Matt first wants to see? I think we're supposed to laugh there at the end, or at least turtle, probably. That doesn't sound right up my alley. Uh, I made, did you see Grown Ups 1? I, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Neither did uh, I. Yeah. Usually if Kevin yeah. James is in a movie, that means I want to avoid it. I found out. So you're not a Paul Blart fan, huh? No. That Well, I did see Paul Blart, and that was no. enough to convince me to avoid it. Sweet. It was a, a, a funny idea. How do you mess up the mall cop idea? I mean, good lord. Not a funny movie. Not a funny movie. No. You and I talking about being a mall cop would be funnier for 20 minutes, I guarantee you. Yeah, we, if we just had a ideas. quick podcast monologue Correct. about being a mall cop. A little and jam sure. session on mall copping, we, we'd be sure. all over it. Absolutely. Okay, so right, we went to Grown Ups 2. We're down um, to our last two picks each here, so this is where this is where the poo happens. I'm feeling like history's repeating itself here, man. Oh boy. Uh, I, I even took my time writing in. Grown Ups 2, because I thought maybe you were just pulling my leg and you were going to whip <laughs> something else out on me. Um, uh, even in my own notes, I didn't even give it the dignity to spell it right. I spelled it Gorn Ups 2. I didn't even care enough to change the spelling to make it appropriate. I really should tell me that I didn't care enough to make that pick either, but you know, I'm committed now. I'm committed. Alright. Pulling myself together. Feeling it. All right. I I, I left a, the door wide open for you, obviously, given the response to the grown-ups, the stunt silence. Have, I do have five movies that I have sort of in the same zone here. Okay. And um, I would say all but one are very hard to judge purely because 
how do I put this? There isn't a whole lot of uh, track record or history. Okay. Right? There's no sequel here. Yeah. Uh, there are a few things I could probably leverage in order to get myself a, uh, you know, some sort of idea of what these movies are going to make. Right. So do you have a genre in mind, or are you still just going based upon pure box office potential? Are you trying to fill a hole with a genre? Like, I don't have Pure something. box office potential, but a lot of these fall into the same genre. Okay. I am going to... I'm going to go safe here. Okay. And you were going to laugh. This is probably the one that you wanted me to pick two picks ago. Right. You really want to laugh at me now about right. this. I'm going with After Earth. Oh, yeah. Yes. Does it feel good to say? M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> the two Smiths. Oh, my gosh. You know, they made a movie with Will Smith a few years back where he was the last man on Earth. Yes, it did. And now they're making a movie where... He and his son are the last men on Earth. <laughs> After Earth. I, I just want to read this to you, right? Please. A crash landing leaves. Kitai rage with his father Cypher. Stranded on Earth a thousand years after events forced humanity's escape. With Cypher injured, Kitai must embark on a perilous journey to signal for help. That sounds I, brutally terrible. I, I, I think. I read that seven times earlier today to make sure that... I, Katai Rage wasn't a place, but a person. Right. I thought maybe that was, um, you know, some sort of Japanese island that I hadn't heard of before. Now, did M. Night, was he involved in writing this as well as directing it? Uh, I will find that out for you in just a second. But uh, one thing I do want to say is, Matt, um, how bad was Last Airbender? Just ballpark of scale of 1 to 10, what would you put Last Airbender? I understand it's a terrible movie. You understand this. I have not seen it. And I believe it also did very poorly in the U.S. box office. Um, I said with a hopeful glint Mm -hmm. to my voice. Now, it may have done really great internationally. I would not be surprised about that, but I'm hoping... What is horrible, though? I mean, in general. So, yes, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong was... uh, I just can't stop saying that. I I forgot who said that first. I don't want to take credit for it. You get it. He was one of the three writers. Credited as the second writer. Kiss of death. That's also a good sign for me. So we're probably going to find out that Will Smith and his child are actually the same person (laughs) by the end of the movie. That's my prediction. Uh, The twist. But just give me a ballpark of what you think last... Airbreaker made. Uh, domestically, I'll say $70 million. $60, $70 million. How about you double that? Really? It made $130 million domestically. I guess, I guess that's got to make you feel somewhat good. Yeah. So it, here's the thing. There is just a huge number of movies this year that are... Uh, how do I put this? They're the... Uh, apocalyptic slash post-apocalyptic movie. This seems to be the new comic book movie genre, right? It seems like everybody's trying to make one of these. And I think this one, just based on Will Smith, based off of the fact that they're already pushing trailers like Mad, I think this one could make a pretty decent amount of money. So, nobody likes M. Night Shyamalan. But somehow, his movies still make money. Somehow... He is still able to get movies to make, even though they're just getting ridiculed on Rotten Tomatoes and by any critic. Now, 
Is did is that true? Like, did the Lady in the Lake movie make a good amount of money? Okay, so let me go through M Night Shyamalan. I'm hoping there's at least one falter in the box. So, Lady office. in the Lake, forty million. All right. The okay. Happening, sixty-four million. Also fairly poor. Yeah. But the village, 114, and that was back in 04. Yeah. Signs, 227, and of course we all know Six Cents almost made 300 million, and that was back in 98. I can't believe that the last Airbender was like a, a recovery. It was like uh, it brought back some of his cachet, even though it yes supposedly was terrible, terrible. Yes. And just based on the fact that this movie has some sort of significant star power, <laughs> indeed, you know, a big got, budget. It's PG-13, if I remember correctly, so you're going to get... But I'm hoping... It, it, now, I will say that I had this ranked as number seven, so where you uh-huh. picked it is where I thought it was probably going to land. Okay. I yeah. wasn't going to feel great about saying it, given the Shamalama ding-dang-ding-dang-dong. Yeah. You know, maybe the market's ripe for, for a Will Smith falter. Maybe. Ooh. Some movie has to not do great, right? I mean, it happens to everybody. And, and it's and it's uh, yeah. kind of in the middle of a relatively busy time. I yeah. mean, it's a week before Man of Steel, mm-hmm. um, so I could see that stealing a lot of its thunder. And I'm assuming Man of Steel is also a PG-13 movie. Um, yeah. So that's I'm hoping that second week it's going to lose more than fifty percent uh, and really go into the into the dumper. Let me also throw this out there that I am Legend, which is the other Will Smith, I am the last person on Earth type movie. That made $256 million. And I think that was an R-rated movie, too, which... Ah, uh, I can confirm that for you in just a second. Is a much harder task. PG-13. Okay. PG-13. All right, so we're ta- thinking someone's familiar. There may be a baseline for this. Even Hancock made over $200 million, so... Well, you've you got to be feeling good about yourself. If you get 200 plus with your number 7, or the number 7... I feel like I've got a couple risky picks there. And also, I'm not even sure what day it comes out, because I've seen a couple places it comes out in January. I've seen a couple places say it comes out this Friday. So yeah, I wrote down June it could be a New York 7th. Thing. But I, so I, did I. Okay. But IMDb says uh, May 31st, so we'll see. Yeah. We're nothing but informative here at Jackass Critics. <laughs> you get what you pay yeah. Also, I want to throw this out there right now. There is already a sequel planned for 2015, at least per IMDb. So, M Night Shyamalan might not be, you know, making movies by 2015 if you know things go <laughs> turn wrong. So, we'll see. We'll see about that. Okay, so there we go. I've got After Earth. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling all right. I've got one pick left. Yep. Yep. Uh, you have two. I do. This is this is where all the squirrels get their nuts. You know what I mean. I don't even know exactly what that means, but I like it. That's what I do yeah, now. Yeah. So I am going to follow suit to some degree. I, I mean, I want to go with another uh, big budget action type flick. I, I just typed it in, by the way, Matt, so you might not even have to say it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of got one with Fast and the Furious 6, obviously. but mm. uh, So there's a couple possibilities. Uh, I might surprise you with this. I'm going to say... Pacific Rim is, oh. is my fourth pick, the eighth overall pick. You're making me use the backspace? Nice. I like to be a man of uh, surprise. I have an idea of what you had pre-selected for me. Mm. Um, but Pacific Rim, I, I think it looks fun. Uh, it's one of the few I've seen trailers and marketing material for aside from my searching today. So I had it kind of on my radar before. It which, looks like a Robotech movie. It does. 
and that's something that is a bit untested, I guess. I mean, we have the glorious, glorious film called Real Steel that I know is a personal favorite of both of ours. Uh, and that was mm. really killing it. You know, Hugh, yeah, you sure about that? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Keep going. Right. Um, so that's kind of a tougher sell. But this reminds me of, of the second coming of an Independence Day. And, I mean, if you were a teenager in the 90s, I mean, that, that was a huge deal. Regardless of the quality or lack thereof of the film, it was a bonanza. Uh, yeah, that's true. I remember we were we were working together that summer yeah. uh, with an internship, and uh, that was all that we were talking about. I would say a week leading up to it. Yeah, it was and a- then for like a week or two after, did you see it again? Blah blah blah, and then the eventual downpouring, of, and it didn't take long of ripping apart how stupid the ending was and the resolution of the movie, and yeah, you know how just. The special effects of the movie gave it so much potential. Everybody was just so shocked to see the White House blow up with Roland Emmerich's uh, 3D effects, not yep. 3D effects, CGI effects. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's gonna... was definitely a sensation of some sort, even though it was just purely a bad film. Yeah, just a bad film. But I'm <laughs> suspecting, I'm hoping this is going to capture some of, of that uh, momentum or whatever phenomenon again. Uh, I... And it's Guillermo del, to- uh, del Toro. Yes. And that's kind of interesting in itself, because I think this is another movie where they already have a sequel planned. And you look at this movie and you think, okay, um, like I was saying before, there's this whole Robotech idea. And this is something I think kids from our generation grew up with a taste of. And some people really kind of grasped onto this, maybe some RPG-type uh, people. Yeah. This could be like one of those like next Transformer type movies sure. where and Guillermo del Toro, we know he's I keep saying Toro. Toro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too Spanish on me. <laughs> um he he could be he could really be tapping into something here. We know he's a really talented, really imaginative director. Uh this could end up being his uh his cash cow for a while. Outside of the pure superhero movies, this kind of has the biggest crossover, I think, with that crowd. You know, like, the comic conventions are now super popular. You know, when you and I were going to comic conventions, it was only people that smelled bad and were were terrible. And now, you know, like, my mom's asking me about the comic convention stuff because, you know, the True Blood people are going to them. And, you know, it's a huge marketing thing, you know, these comic conventions, even the lower ones, you know, the regional ones and stuff. So I know they're playing the Pacific Rim, you know, to that crowd, to the kind of the nerd crowd or whatever. Um, so it could catch some of the drippings of the superhero type genre uh, and still and make a good amount of money. It's dripping. <laughs> that is a colorful language, and I do apologize, especially if you're hungry or anything, because beef drippings can yeah. be delicious. Yeah. So Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Pick. Let's try That's it. That's a solid pick. Let's try it. Did, that. Was that in your top ten? Uh, let me let me double check here. Uh, Pacific Rim was that my top ten? Uh, yeah, I think it was. All right. Yeah, it definitely was. It was in my range of movies that are probably in that easily to say hundred and fifty million dollar range, plus or minus. Yeah. Thirty million. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Maybe. I'm glad I didn't get the. Uh, there was no stunned silence like Grown Ups too, so that's good. 
No, no, I mean, it, it did surprise me, because I definitely thought you were going in another direction. But um, Maybe I, I wanted can't to... doubt that. I want to leave a low-hanging fruit for you, Tom. I want to make it easier for you. All right, so let's see. What do we have left here? I'm just make your last scanning. pick. You get, this, is, this is true commitment right here. The first pick's easy. The last pick is really where it's tough. Mm-hmm. But no pressure. I mean, you can just think about it. You may want to think about it. You might want to take a moment and think about it. I, I'm sure our audience would not mind if you wanted to, you know, stand up and stretch. Uh, if you blew out like a hamstring right now trying to pick this last pick, nobody I would like all the editing, so I, I guess I could delete this whole conversation here. But I'm a purist. I'll leave it in, and I am ready for my next pick. By the way, all right. All right, Matt. We are going to stay within the realm of the geek industry that you just noted. Yeah. Okay? Okay. I'm going with the Wolverine. Really? Wait, what do you mean, really? Okay. You should be saying, aww. (laughs) You should be just tearing your own heart out at this point because I just nailed down probably the only recognizable remaining comic book movie. Yeah? That's out there. That's true. That's true. All right, so the X-Men movies... Uh, have made between 146 and 234 million. All big that, numbers. Those are yeah. That's five movies too. So yeah. we've got a pretty large sampling. Yeah. I think the last one was last year, and you know it didn't make as much, but it didn't have the big names. This one does have Hugh Jackman in it, reprising his role of the Wolverine. James Mangold directs. I'm not who, sure who he is, but I think he directed the last one. I'll have to double check. Famke Jansen or Jansen or Jansen depending Maddie. on how you want to pronounce it. Maddie Lake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She plays Jean Grey. The Silver Samurai makes an appearance in this one. How about that? Wolverine makes a voyage back to modern-day Japan where he encounters an enemy from his past that will impact his future, which is what IMDb says about this in their little two-second clip. Yeah. So, The Wolverine. What do you think of that one, Matt? I have that easily making $150 million just based off of past X-Men movies. It opens in late July... It does. There's not a whole lot going on that weekend, I think, butted up against us directly. Um, I had a couple thoughts. I I put it into my, I think that one's not going to do as well as expected. Now, my philosophy last year was that, you know, some comic book movie has to lose. And it seems like there generally is a comic book movie that loses out. We've got the Green Lanterns of the world to show that. Just because you make a comic book movie and market it heavily does not mean it will immediately be a success. Um, I thought the trailer looked pretty weak. Um, I thought the original Wolverine movie, while it did do a fairly good box office, it seemed to leave a bad taste in people's mouth. Uh, I believe the original came out in 2009, so that was four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess one argument would be maybe people have forgotten how terrible it was before. Uh, but I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that people a remember that they saw an earlier Wolverine movie of four years ago, X Men Origins. Yes. B they didn't like it, um, and, and C there's nothing in the trailer to really interest them all that much in this one. I'm <laughs> I'm thinking that the Wolverine is going to be the comic book flop of the year. Is, is my hope. You suck. My, that's my desperate hope. 
By the way, uh, James Mangold did not direct a previous X-Men movie. Oh, I've definitely heard of his name before. I, that's, that's he a... directed Night and Day. Huh. Mm, Girl Interrupted. Eh. Wow. Well, Kate yeah. and Leopold. Huh? I can see why uh, they picked... Walk from, the line. From the director of Girl Interrupted. <laughs> the Wolverine. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Slay the director of, of Copland. There you go. Killing it. Yeah, he's knocking it down. Now, didn't the... Uh, the the X Men First Class movie that that only made 150 million local or uh, in the mm-hmm. U S. And with my last pick, if I make 150 million, I'm doing all right. All right. Playing it safe, working the franchise. All right. Playing it safe, working the franchise. The original Wolverine uh, X Men Origins made just a hair under 180 million. Yeah. So again, if we say. 80% of those people don't remember how bad that was and go yeah. through the next one. Here's here's how I would spin it. 2006, X-Men 3, $230 million. They followed up to that with the Wolverine movie, which lost $50 million from the take of mm-hmm. X-Men 3. They followed that with X-Men First Class, which lost $30 million. So given that trend, I would think we could say that this may make 80 90 if it loses fifty million dollars, given that trend, I don't like you. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Oh man, you're killing me. But then but, again, that would triple what Winnie the Pooh took in. So still, true. that would probably be enough to, you know, everything else breaks right. You, you, you'll be perfectly fine. It would triple. That's my boy. It would triple the watch. You know, that's my boy. You left the door open for me there. I did. And I didn't take take it. A, didn't step in. No. Uh, no. So, yeah. And by the way, I do want to go back to Pacific Rim real quickly, sure. right? Um, looks like Robotech. It has Ron Perlman. It America's has... darling Ron Perlman. Exactly. Yep. Idris Elba, Stringer Bell from The Wire. Nice! I wonder if he's going to have a British accent or an American this one. No, he might do, like, some sort of creepy Australian accent. Who knows? He can sell it. That guy's amazing. He, he will pull it off, though, right? Yeah. And then the wild card of the bunch, Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, there you go. Tom Blaine might even be an audience. Oh, my God. Given money right, the, right into my pocket. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I had that in my notes. Nice. I'm disappointed I didn't bring it up when it was appropriate. Yeah. Bring it back. Now bring it back here. Okay. <laughs> so, Matt. Yeah. You own the last pick. This I could do. be This could be the swing. In 2011, if you would have picked... Uh, what was it Breakfast for Elephants? Is that what the movie was called? There was that embarrassing girly no, movie. Water for Elephants. Yeah. The Adjustment Bureau. Unknown. Zookeeper. <sighs> Cowboys versus Aliens or Bad Teacher. You would have just taken me to the com- uh, completely to the cleaners. I pulled that together finally. Nice. Yeah. So think about that yeah. while you're making your last selection now. You're kind of encouraging me to take the safe pick. I think there's a pick that's safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's then ca- there's a pick that could just bring all those little kids into the box office, man. Think about the kids. That, what about the children? I was I was thinking of the children as being the safer pick. Oh, uh, that was that's, a, a that's kind of where I was heading with that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think we both know which the coin I'm flipping here, what's on either side of it. Yeah. The question is, what to do, what to do. Uh, this I'm having more pressure with this than with the earlier ones. Yeah. Um, 
take your time because the more you think about it, the better pick you'll make. History is shown. <laughs> I am going to say, please always bet on Brad Pitt, and I and I will pick World War Z. Really? It's a big budget. Again, I, I'm of the mind that I think people are maybe a little zombied out. Um, yeah, I hear you. You know, obviously, The Walking Dead is is massive. Um, <laughs> putting it mildly, uh, but yeah. we're touching this some is... of these bases with other movies, uh, with some of the action stuff. It's I thought the trailer for World War Z looked pretty terrible. Uh, it didn't. I didn't find yeah. it particularly interesting, personally. Let me just say that they had zombies running around town looking like orcs from Lord of the Rings. And probably in not as rich a detail, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Brad Pitt, Mark Forster, who's the Quantum of Solace director. I'm sure you could probably name a few other movies he's done. Um, these are not the Night of the Living Dead zombies with the slow roll. This is just zombies flying all over, hitting your car. Yeah. And what I didn't like, I'm okay with fast zombies versus slow zombies. You know, I, I, I'm, there's enough room in the world for both types. But they seem to rely extremely heavily on CG zombies, which is something that I am not behind personally. Exactly. But I don't exactly. know, maybe, maybe the movie going you know, public is not as picky about that as I am. But, man, I hate, I hate CG. I, I much prefer practical effects whenever the CG is fine when you're touching up, but when you're leveraging it for 90% of your film in the yeah. way that the last three Star Wars movies were made, yeah. there's a certain fakeness about it. It lacks depth, uh, and it lacks any sort of really, uh, I guess you could say, imagination from the director, right? You think back to the old Lucas movies that he was making for Star Wars and the imagination it took for him to pull off the yeah. X-Wings flying through space and all these other uh, a little special effects that he had made, and for him to follow that up with the CGI and the you know people yeah. plugging the numbers in the computer, maybe I'm old fashioned. No, but... it's it, it looks too bubblegummy. It looks too fake and plasticky. Now that's sure. that's a funny thing to say for the guy that A picked Pacific Rim and B picked World War Z. Obviously, I'm putting some serious eggs in the CG basket. I suspect there's about ten minutes of actual. Actors being recorded on a set in Pacific Rim, and the rest of it's yeah. being developed in somebody's, uh, you know, Unix workstations. But uh... I think the difference, though, is um, when you are creating a movie where you probably could get away with using real extras, right? Mm -hmm. Like a zombie, and you think of Night of the Living Dead. We keep going back to that one because it was the original, but. Yep. People in makeup, uh, it felt like everybody was surrounded by zombies when there's probably a handful of extras who were doing all the work and there was a certain type of camera photography that was being used to f make the room feel like it was collapsing on you with all these hands reaching through the glass and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, when you see the camera pull back like that and you see fake people moving around yeah. <laughs> like they are at speeds that they normally couldn't, and then you compare that to a CGI robot of amazing complexity you know you, you get something out of doing the cgi with the robots that you you kind of lose that authenticity though when you have people or, or undead i guess you could say yeah. in this case doing things that you've seen them do before without having to you know punch I, a few numbers in your computer i think you uh you nailed it i think you're right on with hey why it it is somewhat discerning to watch 
compared to some things. You're right yeah, on. yeah, and, and it feels almost fake coming out and saying that. It feels too easy to nitpick that right away. You know what I'm saying? For the reason you just said, why are we saying Pacific Rim looks kind yeah. of interesting and, uh, you know, and not so much with the World War Z. World War Z, yeah. But huge budget, Brad Pitt, fairly bankable star. Uh, if I remember sure. correctly, it's kind of in a decent spot. Uh, it's June is certainly busy, but you know it's opening with Monsters University, so I got two movies opening that same weekend. <laughs> it split the difference. Yeah, which kind of makes me sigh a little bit, but uh, I gotta take it. They got so much invested in it; it's got to. It's too big to fail. Yeah, too big to fail. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> that's something you can just bank on. <laughs> uh, okay, that's that is our top ten. Wow. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So. um... Anything you want to go over, Matt? Anything you would like to... Well, I think you were expecting, and... Uh, uh, I was expecting World War Z when you picked Pacific Rim, by the way. Okay. That's the one I actually had typed in yeah. and penciled in. Yeah. Um, and you surprised me at Pacific Rim, but it wasn't off the charts. Right. It wasn't, you know, completely blowing me away and causing me to giggle in the background here as I mute my microphone. <laughs> now, did you uh, spec out a, a projection for Smurfs 2? No, I, I looked yourself? at that, and yeah. I kept walking. Oh, really? That was yeah. what I was debating at, at the end there, is, is throwing a Smurfs 2 in. That's your territory. That's what I was hoping you would go for. You know, the first one made like $140 million, which isn't mm. killer. And if I could get mm-hmm. guaranteed 100 plus in the last spot, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, World War Z won out. Yeah, and uh, I just had to give an honorable mention. Really, the the big budget one that I thought was going to be a terrible flop is this Ripped movie, R.I.P.D. I don't, I don't know if you came across that when... I uh, came across it, and I just kept walking. <laughs> Apparently, it's a comic book movie. Uh, really? And I'm a comic book guy, but I, I did not... was not aware of it. It was a Dark, I, dark Horse comic. I didn't even know how to pronounce the name, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm like R.I.P.D. Yeah, and uh, the pictures you said I ripped. I'm like, okay, I got it now. Yeah, yeah. the uh, pictures I saw make it look, and this this is obviously too simple, and obviously this is why people hate, you know, online movie people. You look at three minutes worth of information and judge it based upon that. But oh well, that's the way things work. Uh, I saw some pictures and it reminded me totally of Jonah Hex. They're going for kind of the western steampunk look, massive budget. You know, with kind sure. of an unknown comic book character. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in this one? I think that's the one. I always get That sounds it. right. Yeah. And, and Jeff Bridges, I think, is the other. And Jeff Bridges, in a role originally cast for Zach Galifianakis. So those two are obviously interchangeable for most most roles. <laughs> we need the next guy with the beard. Paul Bridges. Paul <laughs> Bridges. They're not in the same age range. I don't care. Any Bridges. So I can't wait to hear. I'm I'm suspecting that will go under $50 million. Uh, that's, Really? That's my expectation. I'm, Interesting. So we'll uh, keep track of that, or at least I will, and I will publicly, you know, flog myself on Twitter if I get that terribly wrong, but I'm sure. counting on that. And Reynolds flopped with the Green Lantern, too. He couldn't bring that shit home, either, so... No, he couldn't. You got that right. Anything else Uh, that you saw that uh, piqued your interest? Uh, Maybe not not make a lot of money, but you think it'll be an interesting movie or something you're looking forward to? Oh, something I'm looking forward to. Um, So, what do you make of this movie that's coming out uh, this week, Now You See Me? 
Now you see me. I might okay, have missed an FBI field. agent and yeah. Interpol detective team uh, attract a team of illusionists who pull off bank heists mm. during their performances and reward their audiences with money. I remember seeing the trailer for that like a year ago. I think that must have gotten put into a vault or something for a long time. It looks yeah, pretty it, interesting. It, it's got uh, Eisenberg Zuckerberg in it. Uh, it's got Mark Ruffalo in it. Um, it it does... There's something about it that looks interesting and yeah. something about it that looks kind of off the wall yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I had that one spec'd out at $100 million. I knew we weren't going to get to it, but I figured we might talk about it at some point. Yeah, it, that does it, look interesting. Yeah, I've seen the trailers, and I usually watch the trailers on mute because when the TV's on commercials, we usually just mute the TV, and then I just... I see Zuckerberg running around and dollar bills fall, fall, uh, falling out of a building yeah. after him. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I read you know, the synopsis finally. And now it's it's kind of a curiosity for me. Yeah. Obviously not, you know, a huge film, probably not a big thinker, but as far as plucking down money to munch on some popcorn for yeah. an hour 30. Well, we always miss one big one, and I could definitely see that being it. I mean, there's going to be something that's going to be make more than one of the ten that we picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, without as a doubt. As, as far as comedies go, did you have anything else on your list? Uh, I, I suspect the Hangover Three is going to get over a hundred million. I think it it hit fifty in the first weekend. Yeah. Um, so inevitably, it, it's going to go over a hundred. But, uh, but how I was, much more? Yeah, exactly. I think we're all hoping for more than a hundred million, even from our last pick. Yeah. Um, so that was really all that I had on my radar. Did you have the internship on your radar? I did not. <laughs> so the movie looks like it could be a uh, sequel to Wedding Crashers just based on the fact that it's the buddy film of Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. All right. But in this one, they are uh, businessmen who sort of lost their way and need to modernize themselves. Yeah. So they take an internship at Google and essentially that means they have to fight for their job <laughs> and become, you know, full-time Google employees, so hilarity ensues. No kidding. But, wow. Yeah, but there's something about it that looks a little weak, I guess. If you're hoping for wedding crashes, I don't think it's going to be that. The director is Sean Levy, who's known for Date Night, which is probably his most controversial film, if you could say that. Yeah. And then Night at the Museum, Cheaper by the Dozen. And they're all very profitable movies. For sure, right. And Wedding Crashes itself made $200 million. So there's the potential for this one to make money. But yeah. I, I don't know. I put it at 120 But this could easily be that one of those comedies that yeah. blows up at the box. That office. could be the one with legs. I'm doing air quotes right now. Oh. Yeah, air quotes. And I, I do want to point out this irony. I, I can't let this go. Yeah, sure. Right? So in the summer where there's just tons of post-apocalyptic, pre-apocalyptic, uh, current-apocalyptic po- movies coming <laughs> yes, out. Yes. How is it that Roland Emmerlich is the one guy who's coming out with a movie that's not about the end of the world? <laughs> that is his bread and butter. He laid the groundwork for everyone else to, to follow, right? And now he's like, motherfuckers, I'm doing some presidential movie. He's out, yeah. Yeah, so he's doing a movie called White House Down. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum is in this, along with Jamie, the President Fox. Yes, Jamie Fox is playing the President. Is he playing Morgan Freeman, who's playing the President? Just he channel. might be. Yeah, yeah that, it, that's it, how it I could would do that. Yeah. yeah, 
I think Morgan Freeman is playing the president in another movie this year. <laughs> I, God bless I, him. I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. But, God bless him. Yeah. Yeah, that movie looks fairly decent. Uh, that's something I'll definitely add to my Netflix Blu-ray queue when uh, when appropriate or when possible. Yeah, yeah. So I got that, and then I wasn't sure exactly how to rate Elysium because it sounds oh, yeah. like a women's perfume. Right. But then it's a post-apocalyptic type movie, right? That's true. And that is a later August release. Mm-hmm. And I did think that that could be the uh, Planet of the Apes movie this year. Like, oh, yeah. That was the one that we missed, I think, last year that was just massive. Was um, it last year? A year before? I was thought I picked that movie. Okay. I remember Maybe. that one did a lot better than uh, I certainly expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had pegged the Elysium as being... A, a scent, you know, that makes her feel special about herself, Absolutely. as well as possibly going going big. Um, it, it looks interesting, at the very least. Uh, mm. Something that I definitely want to check out. Set in the year 2054, where the very wealthy live on a man-made spaceship while the rest of the population resides on a ruined Earth. A man takes a mission that could bring equality to the polarized worlds. District 9 director Neil Blumkamp at Damon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound... The pictures made it look a little more interesting than, than that description, I would say. That description's yeah. not doing it much justice. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's definitely something fun there, it looks like. And I do, I do want to throw this out here. I have this one at the very bottom of my list, and it comes out at the end of August. Wong Kar Wai's Grandmasters. <laughs> that's, that's the name of a, new, a movie? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a martial arts film. No, what? I'm throwing it out there. All right. I'm throwing it out there purely. I don't think it's going to make the money that we're talking about yeah. in order to win this game. But I think it's kind of interesting, at least. Wong Kar Wai is probably one of the best directors uh, in Japan. He's yeah. making, I'm guessing, what it looks to be a kung fu film. It's already made $50 million foreign. Wow. Uh, when it comes to the States in August, yeah. will it have the same resonance as, say, a Crouching Tiger or one of these types of movies? That was a huge hit. Uh, so, do you know, is, is it subtitled? It was filmed in Asia, I presume? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. I believe it's in China. Yep. Okay. Um, I can't say that for sure, yeah. but uh, it's something I came across today, and I thought, well, that looks kind of interesting. But I didn't have the, the stones to pick it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I mean, there is always that possible possibility for a uh, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, or Amelie, sure. or you know, it seems like every four or five years there's kind of the one import fr- a foreign movie that uh, life is beautiful that does really well. But yeah, I'm not sure if the market's ready for a, a badass kung fu movie. Though again, uh, yeah, interesting to put up. So yeah. if you had to guess, do you think that? I mean, obviously, I think if they make more twenty million dollars, I'll probably be happy. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, did you have a, a guesstimation of you thought maybe could pull in sixty, seventy, eighty? Yeah, somewhere around there. That's kind of the yeah the target I had, but it could pull in as low as twenty too. Right. <laughs> well, if it pulls in eighty, it's probably going to be way more profitable than you know my World War Z pick. That you know, if it makes one hundred twenty, they probably lost <laughs> their shirt on. No, I think you're doing okay with World yeah. War Z. I'm just saying you. It's probably a more profitable movie, but that's not the name of the game here. We're obviously going exactly. just for just for pulling exactly. in the pulling in the gross. Yeah, we are not picking the movies we want to see. We are picking the movies we think will make money. Also important to share, because... There's a distinction. Yeah. I've yet to lower myself to the Fast and the Furious, but... uh, (laughs) I I have moments of weakness just like everyone else. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. 
there's our wrap up, and I think um, for our next podcast, we are going to watch a little film by Ingmar Bergman called The Hour of the Wolf. Can't wait. This is a movie that both Matt and I have seen. Matt saw it before me, and he uh, let me know about it. I've seen a number of other Ingmar Bergman films before, but this isn't one that is, uh, I would say, readily available, or it's not as available as something like Persona or um, Wild Strawberries or Seventh Seal. Uh, it's maybe one of his lesser-known films, but yeah. I would say highly entertaining and a very interesting film, so... Looking forward to watching that again. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, if people want to watch it, you know, it is kind of, it's a black and white film, uh, which definitely you lose some people with that, and it is also subtitled, which of course you're going to lose some people. We don't care about those people. No, Boom. I would recommend, it's, it's still worth checking out, it's, it's a yeah. neat flick. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll have to see if I can get a Blu-ray copy now. I last watched on DVD, but I wonder if there's a Blu-ray floating around there yet. Yeah, I'd be surprised if there was, but... Uh, yeah. Be very happily surprised. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is set in stone, Thomas. I'm pretty excited about our picks this year. I, I am equally excited. Yeah. And I look forward to the competition. Yeah, we talked and before the show. I think I don't think there's going to be the 400 million dollar runaway. I think everything's going to be there's going to be some big hits, but I think we might be a little more balanced. So yeah. And you are in the lead already, so I'm just going to throw that out. Plus, there I are, I had got. I'm going to update my Twitter tonight. As a matter of fact, uh, announce my. Uh, already commanding lead. <laughs> Ready numero uno. <laughs> okay. All right. Good night, everyone. Look forward to the next one. Good working with you, Tom. Good night, everybody.